I placed it down so I wouldn't drop it. <laughs> yeah, no. How long is going to uh, Did you wash your hands? Okay. Twice. <laughs> Blessed you, God, and I, our God, King of the universe, who has sanctified us with his commandments, and has commanded us to engross ourselves in the words of Torah. Please, God, and I, our God, sweeten the words of Torah in our mouth, in the mouth of your people, the family of Israel. May we and our offspring, the offspring of your people, the house of Israel, all of us, know your name and study your Torah for its own sake. Blessed are you, Adonai, who teaches Torah to his people Israel. Blessed are you, Adonai, our guide, king of the universe, who selected us from all the people and gave us his Torah. Blessed are you, Adonai, giver of the Torah. Amen. 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 Thank you. Washing hands, that's a different class. That's a different class. <laughs> Netalat Yadayim. That's right. <laughs> I, I wanted to speak about this class tonight, about Havdalah, because back in about 2010, as I came on this Torah walk, we get, I get started replaying a lot of memories in my mind about kind of steps that the Lord had really made apparent in my mind. And then when I met Peter Squidgerini, everything just kind of came into the light. Um, but one of those instances was in about 2010. I was actually at a Catholic church in New Jersey. It was the first ever experience I've ever had of community. It was the first time I ever saw men praying together. It was the first time I saw, like, righteous guys just hardcore after the word. And I went to Mass Sunday morning. I asked for forgiveness when I met Peter. <laughs> but um, I went to Mass Sunday morning, and, and after we were kneeling down and praying, I had, I had um, this couple uh, look at me, and, and she was like, you know, there's just something special about praying something that people have been praying for hundreds of years. And I was like, huh. I just, I, you think of, of literature and you think of um, liturgy as, as really boring when you first hear about it, and it's just mundane. But when she said that, it really stuck with me. There, there is something special about praying something like that. And then when I came into this walk, it's that, that memory always played, played a, a real key in my mind about every time we would do something about it just lowered a lot of defense walls for the Siddur, lowered a lot of defense walls for everything, because there is something special about praying the same things that a people group have been praying since the beginning of creation. There is something special about praying something that people have been praying for over 5,000 years. There is something special about praying, how much more special about praying or doing something that the Master himself did when he walked the face of the earth. That's right. And how much more special is it praying something that he taught his followers and that the same group of people that have been praying for all these years. So that was really cool when she said that in Mass, but how much cooler was it when we we come to this walk? So that was really um, one of the precedents for Havdalah because it's not scriptural, right? It's not, it doesn't say thou shalt keep Havdalah. The only scripture that we get um, with this is, is two parts when, when we're getting the top ten in Deuteronomy and in Exodus. So traditions are important and they do you know, keep us going. So, first of all, we're going to start off, what is Havdinli? Havdalah, also known as Havdalala. 50 Cent. Not to be confused um, with the rapper, as Taylor Traficante, who's not here, and I were talking, he's like, that is how traditions start. One day it's Havdalah, then it's 50 Cent, and then you're calling it, like, Snoop Dogg. But <laughs> right here, we're just going to start. 50 shekels. <laughs> um, start off in 
and half dollar. Half dollar. Half dollar. Half dollar. So what is half dollar? Is is am I saying half dollar right? It sounds half dollar. That sounds better. Ashkenazi. Ashkenazi says half dollar. Sparty says half dollar. Half dollar. I like that one. Just to half dollar sounds a little. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what Havdalah is, it just simply means separation. So it is it is the part that separates Shabbos from the rest of the week. It separates good times from not as good times. Still good times, but not, not as good. good. Exactly. Um, Comparative. <laughs> so it's it's a it's a ceremony that uses a lot of different senses. Um, we we may ask Jonathan to get into singing tonight. Praise God, we're not going to ask me to. Uh, sight, smell, and uh, and hearing songs, everything like that. It's using all these senses, so we don't have to just memorize something. We're actually engaging in it, and actually helps us remember everything. So Havdalah simply means between the sacred and the everyday. So where do we get this from? We don't we don't necessarily have specific scripture like we were talking about, but it is this is this is where we get Havdalah from. Does the basis of Havdalah comes from Exodus chapter twenty when we when we get the top ten or top eleven, and and then in Deuteronomy when we Deuteronomy when we repeat it again. So all it says is keep the Sabbath day to sanctify it as the Lord thy God hath commanded thee. Deuteronomy chapter 5, verse 12, in the KJV. And then, in the inspired version, ESV, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. So this, keep it holy, and, you know, sanctify, that's the only basis we have for this Havdalah. And that's not even talking about Havdalah, it's talking about Shabbat. So where we get Havdalah is because we sanctify Shabbat, we, ha- we do Havdalah to sanctify Shabbat. Um, so, so the rabbis decided that remembering Shabbat is required if you want to shank- sanctify it. So at the beginning when we do Kiddush, we sanctify Shabbat. And then at the end we do Havdalah. So if we're doing Kiddush, we should also be doing Havdalah. So Kiddush is a lot... It's, it's awesome because we're, we're starting Shabbat, but just like praying after a meal, sometimes we can forget to do Havdalah. So it is important to do that um, just to carry out the command of sanctifying the Sabbath day. Now, if you want to sanctify it in your own way, if you want to um, you know, rely on your own understanding of the Scripture, or, or just make up your own way of keeping it holy... God would probably be about as happy with that as, as celebrating Shabbat on the wrong day. Um, <laughs> you, can, you can do it, and, and, and I, I think it may be a good way to start if you know, you're Adam or something, but not necessarily 5,000 years later. It's just poor scholarship if you're not going to look into traditional ways of doing things. You're going to try and invent Reinvent the will or rely on your own understanding of scripture. So, first thing we have to do is what is Havdalah? We've already established that. Next thing, when is Havdalah? This is from Kabad and all of my resources, Ayesh, Kabad, everything you can Google with Jewish learning, Hebrew for Christians, everything is um, 
is where we're getting a lot of our stuff tonight. And um, so this is, is from Kabat. It's, it's talking about this, this, uh, this Shabbat. So on the, as we end the seventh day of the week, Shabbat, this Saturday night, will end on 5.52 p.m. And then we light the candles for Shabbos around that time. Um, this is the next week after that as well. So there's two weeks right there. So that is when is Havdalah. Another way to start, before we had Kabad.org, how do we know when the sun sets? So we're supposed to do this at sunset because there's evening and there's morning. How do we know when it goes from evening to morning? So how do we know when the sun set? What is the sunset? What's the sun? How does it set? How far does it have to set? We should be asking those questions. Or what does find sunset? Or I could just do it right now because maybe Shabbat just ended for me. Or maybe I get rest by mowing my grass on Shabbat, so that's good for me. Well, that's not okay, because we have to we have to look at what defines sunset. So the sages, and, and a lot of people have done this, a technical definition from HebrewCal.com is when the sun is 7.5 degrees below the horizon. I have no clue what that means either. So a good way they, they, they have remembering it is when there's a clear night, you can essentially... They, they say when you can see three stars, then Shabbat is over and you can do Havdalah. When we were uh, most recently in Israel uh, for the end of Yom Kippur, everybody's hungry. <laughs> and many people go to the hotel to end their fast. So it's a type of Havdalah. And so uh, everybody's just waiting, you know, and there's prayers going on. But you can hear the little kids running around going, <laughs> going, Shalosh, Shalosh, three, three. I see three stars. It's time. <laughs> That's awesome. And and speaking of that, during the during when I was doing the study, Havdalah is you. A lot of people do do it after festivals because we're supposed to celebrate festivals for a certain day and time. And by sanctifying the festival, we should do Havdalah after Yom Kippur after the festivals. So, to give them their full sanctity. So it's not just on Shabbat. More commonly, though, we do do it like this. Um, okay, Colby, one, one comment on that uh, is Havdalah for a Yom Tov, for a, for a, a non-Shabbat um, festival, is different. The ceremony is different. So the ceremony for the weekly Shabbat includes the three elements. That's right. There's no but for a Yom Tov, you know, if... if, if Rosh Hashanah happened in the middle of the week, and you're sanctifying Rosh Hashanah. Uh, the Havdalah you do would not include all three. That's right. It, it mm-hmm. just, just only includes just, 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 uh, just, just the light, just the candle, just the candle. Just the, just candle. the, the same way you started yeah. with the candle, you end with the candle. Yeah. Even though, even though on a Yom Tov you can kindle, that's still the marker. Yeah. I was listening to Rabbi um, Gimpel. And it's just when they start out, it's like we don't we don't teach, we just learn together. That's right. So that's what I just always think about. That's when right. Here. So all right. So let's say there is a holiday during the festival day during the week, but it's like, for instance, Yom Kippur or other days where it's considered a Shabbat. Well, all Yom Tov. Yom Tov. All Yom Tov. Even Yom Kippur. All Yom Tovs are Shabbat. That's what makes it a Yom Tov to begin with. So it's treated as a Sabbath. So you're going to light a candle when it starts. You're going to light candles, but only the only the weekly Sabbath includes right. the spices. Which, gotcha. which, for example, like 
couple years ago on Shabbat on uh, Yom Kippur, or rather Yom Kippur on Shabbat. 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 Last week, you do the, the, exactly. Then you do the, the, the you do everything. You do everything. But if Yom Kippur happens on Monday, and we just have the candle, or sure. if Yom Kippur happens on Friday, uh, ends on a Friday, right. so you do a, a Havdalah before you light the, the candle before the Shabbat, then you actually do a different Havdalah yeah. on the third, third That's candle. right. Well, yeah. so it makes sense that the, okay, you don't mm-hmm. do spices because Shabbat is sweet. Right. Yeah, well, that's, right. it's that's, different. that's what it's for. Also, one other case is if if you have a young toad that starts on that starts on Sunday, so you finish the week. Changes your You have to do the. You're not separating between between holy and profane. You're separating between holy and holy. That's right. So what's good is we get to learn almost every single year because it's different. Yep. Uh, another way to remember it is 45 minutes after the sun sets is, the, is a good leeway. You're not going to mess anything up if you, if you wait that long. Uh, a paragraph I got off Kabad or Noah's Aish talking about uh, a lady who wrote a blog post on Shabbat, so I just want to give her credit for this. She touches senses that we as men can't write like this, so it's just really good to, to hear or um, where it doesn't come naturally she, to She wrote a blog post on Shabbat? No, no, on <laughs> That's what you said. Regarding. My bad, my bad. She okay, wrote regarding. one on regarding Havdalah. So it says, I'm paradoxically, teasing. I'm teasing. <laughs> this act of separation is what connects Shabbat with the rest of the week. When the boundaries between the holy and the ordinary are blurred, the holy is no longer holy, and the ordinary is left with nothing to uplift it. By defining the separation of Shabbat from the weekday Week from the from the workday week, the relationship between the two is also established. A relationship in which Shabbat imparts its transcendent transcendent vision to the rest of the week, and the six days of daily life feed into it are submitted within the sanctity of Shabbat. So she was just talking about separating stuff. Go. Ish means man. Ish a i s h. Ish means man. Ish. Means fire. H was the website. That's H. H. Cool. All right. I just learned something else. <laughs> Another way I like to remember the three stars is by Orion's belt has three stars. Yeah, yeah. So you like put on your work week belt. So it's okay to Wait, where is Orion? Why am I looking at it? This right here, I'm just going to read it for everyone that can't see the slides. I'm going to have Peter Squitcherini actually read this top paragraph. It's just talking a little bit about the history of Havdalah. Right now? Yeah. By Jewish tradition, the Havdalah blessing, like its counterpart, the Kiddush blessing, which opens Shabbat, is attributed to the men of the Great Assembly, a legislative body of 120 sages that was founded by Ezra the scribe in either the 6th century BCE or the 4th century BCE, depending on the historical timeline one follows, following the completion of the building of the Second Temple in Jerusalem, and hence the start of the Second Jewish Commonwealth. This legislative body lasted until 70 CE, when Rabbinic Judaism took over the religious leadership of the Jewish people after the destruction of the Second Temple in Jerusalem by the Romans. So I think I agree with a few sentences in here um, from this website, but more importantly, they were attributing Havdalah to the men of the Great Assembly. 
So we have a lot of great things to attribute to the men of, great, of the great assembly. We're going to talk about later how maybe Adam and Eve were doing Havdalah. So <laughs> maybe that, that, that but, but um, it looks to have been written down or a little more um, written down then. And then as we started putting the Talmud together down here, they, they also attribute it back to the men of the great assembly as well. So here's what you need to do Havdalah. Now, we're going to start off tonight with just household goods because it's a great way to start off. A lot of people don't do commandments because they, they don't think they have the right stuff. They don't have a Hebrew Bible, so they're just not going to read the Bible. They don't have, <laughs> right, have really good Havdalah stuff, so they're just not going to do Havdalah. They don't have exact tekelet, so they're just not going to wear tzitzit. They're not, they, don't have, they don't have a lot of stuff, or, or they're, they're just new to everything, you know, like, like we all were, like, like I still am. So they, just, they use that as an excuse not to do it. So we're going to look at, at two ways of doing Havdalah. The first way is kind of like that bootstrap method. You're just hustling, and you're just doing Havdalah. Um, and we're just going to use a regular plate, a regular wine glass, four, four candles. We can use regular candles. We're going to use... Mine would have taken important stuff off the table. Um, so we're going to use a, a lot of little stuff like that. When we're doing Havdalah tonight, but as we grow in our faith, or as we grow in and where we want to do Havdalah and how we, it would be wise to get another set of of artifacts to do Havdalah with. Because what does Havdalah mean? Separate it means to separate, and if we use the same stuff we use throughout the ordinary week. It doesn't necessarily make it holy, or we don't necessarily sanctify it. So while this is good to start out. And and your heart's definitely right, but but it, it would it would be a little better to have a separate set because that's just what Havdalah means to separate to, to sanctify. That's great. So so that's that tonight. So here's here's just what you need. You need four things. You need wine or grape juice if you're Baptist. <laughs> you need a, a cup a cup right here. <laughs> And um, spices, cloves are popular. We're using cinnamon tonight. And a, a braided candle or two candles you can hold together. I actually read a story about um, a group of people who just held two matches together. And that was their candle for, for Shabbos. And they used that. So and we'll get into to the significance of everything as well. So the way you start off is we're going to do Havdalah unofficially. We're not really trying to sanctify Tuesday nights, even though we're not really anything close. We're just going to read the blessings for educational purposes, and we learn by doing. So just for the record, if this is sinning, just call me out, because we're about to do Havdalah, if that's okay. Um, so yeah, cool. Sir, Judah. Um, what you're saying about possibility of Adam and Eve doing Havdalah, and also what you said about two candles make one flame. I could see that kind of being the same thing. Um, Adam and Eve were obviously the first to be created two, which would make something bigger, which would be all um, exactly. And um, they they probably did not know. They probably started something big like that. Mm -hmm. And it was kind of like the same kind of like that. Mm -hmm. For those that are still trying to make an excuse, even after the household items, Morgan and I one time had our flight at an airport leave after Havdalah, and so we got to the airport like a little before Havdalah, 
So once the time came, we actually went on like a little scavenger hunt in the airport. So we went to Starbucks and like smelled the cinnamon that they have at the little station. <laughs> we went to a little gift shop and like lit the fire and blessed God for it. And then we had a glass of wine at a bar afterwards. It was, so it was kind of cool just to wow. at least remember <laughs> each element and know why it's applicable to Shabbat. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. There was a story I was reading about studying where some halakat is you don't eat. I mean, if you started a meal, that's okay. But most of the time you don't eat your your after Shabbos meal until after Havdalah. So, so this story they had, they had got on a bus, missed the bus, you know, went to Tel Aviv, all this stuff. It turns out it's like one a.m. They still haven't eaten yet, and they took it. They were they were very, um, you know, they were they were going to break this this command, right? Uh, or they weren't gonna they weren't gonna break their Holocaust. So it turned into a great story. They actually went into a bar, had some strawberry daiquiris for wine. Um, found two matches together and got some like spices from the back and led the whole bar in or pub in Havala. It was a big party. It was right in Tel Aviv. So it's a really really cool story. Obviously not Baptist. No, obviously not. <laughs> <laughs> obviously not. But it was really cool because they were using mixed drinks as their fruit of the vine, which is that's cool. Um, so here is here is the first version of Havala. And if you ever been to Jonathan and Mr. Upham's house, Mr. Upham always gives this really cool Josh about this is what they were saying when did Yeshua rise from the grave? On the third, after the third night. So on the first day of the week, Saturday night, Yeshua comes up. So what is a good Jewish person doing on Saturday night? Havdalah. Doing Havdalah. So this, when we start seeing salvation, when we start to see this verse that we're about to read, it makes a whole lot becomes a whole lot more powerful for us as we see the master rose as his closest disciples and all of Israel were saying this right here all at the same time. So, Brock, you go ahead and read this for us. <clears throat> Behold, God is my Savior. I will trust in God and not be afraid for my strong faith and song of praise, for God will be my salvation. You will draw water joyously from the wellsprings of salvation. Salvation is the God's. May your, may your blessing rest upon your people. God of the heavenly armies is with us. The God of Yaakov is a fortress protecting us. God of the heavenly armies, happy is the individual who trusts you. God redeem us. The king will answer us on the day we call. God, the Jews have light, happiness, joy, and honor. May we have the same. I will raise the cup of salvation and call out in the name of the God. Amen. So right here, this is actually, you know, if, if this is a, a, a combination of nine different biblical verses. So in case we had anything against the rabbis, you know, like this, this is nine Bible verses screwed together and made to sound really, really awesome. <laughs> that's, that's the Sidur. Yeah. That's the Sidur! Oh, yeah. That's thousands of Bible verses put Time together and yeah, they sound awesome. <laughs> so, so just a few things. You will draw water joyously from the wellsprings of salvation. We draw living water from Yeshua. So as we're seeing this right here, we're thinking of Yeshua literally coming out of the grave. Um, anybody else? Cool comments on this. It, well, and when you're you, when you're you mentioned wells and water. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Here we go. Obviously, when you're praying this blessing in Hebrew. Uh, we we say the name or uh, or at least a derivative of the name Yeshua 
four times because Hine and Yeshuatim, God is my savior, savior is Yeshuatim, and then um, uh, God will be my uh, uh, my Yeshuatim. Uh, again, Yeshua will draw water from the wellsprings of uh, Yeshua. Yeshua is Adonai's. You know? So all of that is your your saying the name or derivative of the name and again in the context of what happened on that particular Shabbat 2,000 years ago as he's coming out of the grave the nation is saying these prayers and and his name no I just wanted to point to the man with the hand there is a second version of this, and um, it's a little different, but it's, it's pretty much the same thing. Indeed, God is my deliverance. I am confident and shall not fear. For God, the Lord, is my strength and song, and he has been a help to me. You shall draw water with joy from the wellspring of deliverance. Deliverance is the Lord's. May your blessing be upon your people forever. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our everlasting stronghold. Lord of hosts, happy is the man who trusts in you. Lord, deliver us. May the king answer us on the day we call. And right here, the king did answer them that night on the day they call. And and with this one right here, uh, it is customary to to from for for the to the with us. So right here with the stars, everybody says together. If you're doing Havdalah in a group, for the Jews there was light. And joy, gladness, and honor. So let let it be with us. And then the cousin simply raises the glass and says, "I will raise the cup of deliverance and invoke the name of God." Now we get in to the fun stuff. Now it's a drinking game. <laughs> um, so, like I said, we're just going to do this pretty basic tonight with this. Um, so one of the first things that we do when we bless the wine is we don't bless the wine. We bless, bless God. God. <laughs> God <in> the wine. <laughs> yep. That's um, jumped in there. <laughs> when when uh, something I I learned this time when when researching was when when they, they pour the wine, they pour it, and usually most of us were pouring a glass of wine to bless God for the wine. We're just going to stop right there. Right. That's what that's what they do. But but right here when I was studying it says. It is customary to fill the wine to the top of the glass. Not in this house, buddy. And then we actually fill it some more. I didn't that's what I'm talking about. Um, that's so, to symbolize God's blessing is overflowing in us. Wine representing the blessing. Wine would represent the blessing. Naturally. One thing I was thinking about wine, the fruit of the vine. Um, there's only a few drops. No, that's the worst thing that happens tonight. It'll be okay. It's a good thing Buck's driving me home. Yeah, it's fine. So, so, um, so a few things I was thinking about fruit of the vine. The fruit, if you choose the vine, the fruit that comes from the vine, something I always think about with wine is righteous people. 
So they would be the fruit of the vine. Yeshua, Yeshua is our Rebbe. We're bearing good fruit. We're the fruit of his vine. So always think of righteous people when I have when I have wine. Here is the blessing for wine. So God's blessing representing the wine. And wine also represents the finer things in life. It's a little more expensive than tap water. So by having wine, we would have the yep, or, or that. We would have the finer things in life. So that is definitely symbolic of blessing. And um, so the, the Hebrew the Hebrew right here, we raise the glass for Havdalah. Good luck. And say, Amen. 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 You have to drink it. You blessed it. Oh, we bless the wine. And in English, bless God. Bless God. We bless God for the wine. In English, it says, Blessed are you, Adam, our God, King of the universe, creator of the fruit of the vine. Amen. So somebody has to drink it. You have to drink it. You have to have a little faith. So after you bless the wine, it's because you're not supposed to bless something and not do anything with it. So that's going to be very pivotal throughout our whole night. So the first thing right here. Excellent form. Nice. To drink, I thought I was there. I kept yeah, going. Went to college. Half of the glass of what? Of of wine. So this man drink half of it. Why kiddish cups are small? Anybody want to teach the rest of that? <laughs> um, so it's customary. So just for just because it's customary, we have to I like to give. There's any Baptist watching? We're done. shut it off. Who am I? Who am I to question the ways of our forefathers? <laughs> God did bless them. <laughs> and we leave half of it in. So I think it's really cool. So at the end, we're going we, to... We would usually pour it out. I don't know if this plate can handle it if we pour it out. But we usually leave half the wine in there so we can pour it, pour out the blessing later. So it's really interesting how drinking would probably represent a fleshly desire or could represent a fleshly desire. But we were actually taught not to drink the whole thing, but to save some for later. So when God blesses us, we're not necessarily supposed to indulge in all of it now. We are to save some for later. So it's a really interesting concept with the half glass thing as well. Some scriptures that came to mind when I think of wine, blessing, cup overfloweth. <laughs> is It's just a few of these right here. Um... Most prevalent, Psalm 23, 5, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies, you anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. We're about to enter into not Shabbat. Eternal Shabbat would be eternal rest. Swords are beaten into plowshares. The lion lays down with the lamb, which there is no war in eternal Shabbat. We are leaving Shabbat. So he can be preparing a table before us in the presence of our enemies, after Shabbat, I'm using that as a reference of war, and then we're sanctified, we're in safety in Shabbat. So that's kind of what I think of when I when I heard heard that verse as well. 
not not Talmudic, it's just what I think of. But but this whole class is not about. It doesn't matter what you think of. Here's how people are doing. <laughs> Um, next thing we've got is the spices. So now we're going to get a um, super rabbinical right here and, and dive into getting Rabbi Shimon Ben Lankish teaches in Talmud Betzah 16a. Bekish 16a. He says, and he goes into the details about the spices. So we're going to spell the spices. He goes into detail about when. Hashem breathed breath into Adam. Where did he breathe it into? His nose. So we started some remez right there. So we're breathing this into our nose. This is a little, it's a little freaky. He says that we receive an additional soul, Neshma Yitara, on Shabbat. So when we enter into Shabbat, we actually receive a new soul. Did you say another or a new? An additional. Ah. So an additional soul. So really interesting, when we enter into eternal Shabbat, we would have our hearts circumcised. So he's not too far off, even though it sounds weird. So he's probably like, not far off at all. I just got to catch up with him. So we're like a pair of shoes. We've got two souls. Oh. <laughs> or we're like one shoe and only have <laughs> Um, so we get that spirit, we get that extra soul in Shabbat, which will sadly depart at the end of that sacred day. It only is there on Shabbat. The spices have come to symbolize this additional soul. Although we are saddened that the soul leaves as Shabbat draws close, we retain the memory of Shabbat when we smell the fragrance. So this fragrance, how many, how many guys here are married? How many of you guys here know the smell of their wives? Exactly, right? <laughs> so if we're having, we'll the probably recognize fragrance. fragrance Men probably, smell. who would agree it's a, it's a pleasing aroma? Yes. Okay? So we would probably, when we're having a bad day, if we were to smell something like that, it would rejuvenate us. Probably make us have a, have a better day. Probably, probably do something good for us. So the same thing, with these spices, when we smell them, when we smell them, it's supposed to, um, if we're like on a Wednesday or something and we're having a rough day, we can think of the smell and know that Shabbat's just around the corner. It's also that spirit has left us, that God breathed into us. We're reminding ourselves of how sweet that time of Shabbat was. So right here, the second blessing in Havdalah is we want to have some spices Clothes are very popular. Um, we can buy spices on any Jewish website just about. If you want official ones, right now we're using cinnamon because we're doing the, the bootstrap thing. So nobody has any excuses. The second blessing, Jonathan, if you want to read this for us. Amen. In English, that says, Blessed are you, Adonai our God, ruler of the universe, creator of many kinds of spices. So it, that sounded plural, so I should have got more than one spice. That's okay, though. Maybe not. It may not be okay. But we're going to smell this one. And if you're watching, get more than one spice. Because that seems plural to me. I don't know if it seems plural to you. So we smell the spices. 
and it's supposed to signify the sweetness of Shabbat. And we always remember it. So then we pass the spices around. So when you're doing Havdalah, you have spices, and then you pass them around to everybody in the room so they can also smell the sweetness of Shabbat. I'm not into the double soul deal, but, you know, that's, that's that sage, and but that's cool. That's cool. Um, <laughs> but for me... <laughs> take a snip of this, oh. then you'll believe in the doubles. <laughs> 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 oh, I got it. Yeah. Um, complete pair of shoes now. I think that uh, for me, the, the focus of Shabbat is, is completely on the dress rehearsal. It's a dress rehearsal for messianic days. It's a dress rehearsal for the world to come, which we will look at. And in, in those days, I won't have to long for my Savior. I won't have to wait upon His coming. He'll be there. I'll be able to look Him in the eye. Um, all our questions will be answered. We'll, we will be known then, and so on. So, so many scriptures come to mind. When I smell that, I, I think of the sweetness of being with Him. There's two of us. But when Shabbat ends... Because this is just a dress right. rehearsal. We're down to one. It's just right. me. Um, that to me is a, is a, I think, a more biblical explanation of, of the two and one. I think Rash Batish would, would enjoy what you just said. Yeah. Yeah. And like we said um, earlier throughout the week, if we were to smell spices, it reminds us of Shapat, it was just around the corner. That is concluding the um, the spices right there. Can I add Sir, just one other one other remez or connection to Messiah is, uh, you know, he, as he came out of the grave, you know, uh, at that point in time, um, on that first day of the week, the following morning, like the women go to the grave. With what? With spices, spices. Yeah. right? To to anoint uh, to anoint his body, as it were. So there's another cool connection or remembrance because on that first day, spices are uniquely connected with Messiah um, on that specific first day. Mm-hmm. So. The third blessing, um, well, the fourth technically, because we've already blessed Abdallah, sanctifying um, profane from the from the holy. We've done the wine. We've done spices. So this blessing right here, the last one is of fire. Ish. Ish. Yeah. Ish. Learn together. Come on. <laughs> So we're going to get pretty pretty freaky on this one. Over a special <laughs> multi-wicked Havdalah candle. So why would we use multi-wicks? Well, one, the blessing is for the illuminations of fire. Now there's an argument. Is it red? Is the fire red? Should we just do the red, blue, and the green fire? Should we do us? We can all come to consensus that fire exists in many different colors and more than one type. 
So illumination instead of just creator of fire or the fire. Um, lighting a flame is a vivid way of marking this distinction between Shabbat and a weekday because can we light flames on Shabbat? No. No bueno. Um, so that's why this is special because we are doing an act that is forbidden on Shabbat, therefore signifying the end of Shabbat and that the new the new week has come. So I'm just going to read this before we bless right here. Going back to creation, so we don't if we don't know if it was men of great assembly or not. This is just a little not biblical um, explanation right here of. Adam and Eve in the garden. Extra biblical. Adam and Eve in the garden right here. God then gave Adam the wisdom. So they're in the garden. They're married. God God, um, God then gave Adam the wisdom to rub together two flint stones. During the seven days of creation, the world was illuminated by a great light, which did not fade even during nighttime. As a result of Adam and Eve eating from the tree of knowledge, the light was hidden away immediately after the first Shabbat. For the very first time, the world was engulfed in darkness. A very frightened Adam exclaimed, Woe to me! Woe is it to me! For because of my sin, the world has become dark. God then gave Adam the wisdom to rub together two flint stones and when fire sprang forth, Adam blessed God for creating the light which illuminates which illuminates from fire. So that explanation is regarding that Abdallah started after the first Shabbat, and Adam and Eve could have been doing a very similar, if not the exact same, probably not in English, blessing that we're doing right now. It was definitely not. I don't think it was Hebrew. <laughs> it was Hebrew. Not even modern Hebrew. No. <laughs> the hard They spoke with no vowel marks. <laughs> <laughs> no vowel marks. So you need a Sephardic Hebrew. Definitely We too recite this blessing every Saturday night to commemorate the creation of fire and to thank God for granting us the illuminating powers. It is also a timely blessing, considering that for the past 24 hours, give or take, we were forbidden from creating any form of light. Lighting a flame is a valid way of marking the distinction between Shabbat and the rest of the week. Now we get into the candle. So, if I was going to light a candle on Tuesday... If I just needed some light, would I go for a four-braided candle? Probably not. Probably not. Wait, go for a regular candle. If I'm going for one on Shabbos or on Havdalah, we're trying to sanctify, trying to be different. Well, that's one reason to use a four-braided candle. Just simply the reason that it's not one candle. So therefore, it's different. Therefore, we use it. Go ahead. Well, also, it's not two candles either. Just be used for Shabbat, right? Well, it is allowed to just use two candles. For, for Shabbos, because that, for, for Havdalah. It's allowed to just use two. Um, some people melt them and kind of braid them together, or you can literally light two matches, and that can count as your candle. It just has to be different from a regular candle. 
Flames have to be joined together, right? Right. That's the difference. Yeah, flames between. are together, not yeah. separate. Flames are together. So with the matches, you're holding everything together. And that's why it's different from Shabbat, where two candles are separate. That's what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. Well, because in the, the idea, one of the ideas that comes from that, <clears throat> and the reason why traditional Havdala candles are made with a, a minimum of four wicks, but, you know, I've seen Havdala candles. Dozens. Unbelievable. Like <laughs> Twelve. Yeah. You know, it's like a torch. Because you need the, the house. Well, well, that's exactly what it's supposed to be. The it's torch. supposed to be a torch. Um, and what's interesting about that is the Hebrew word for torch is lapid. And when you do a word study on Lapid in the Torah and in the Tanakh, it comes up in a couple of very unique places that are clearly tied to Messiah, uh, or at least allusions to Messiah. One of, being, one of them being the torch that passed between the, the, the covenant of the parts in Genesis 15. Uh, another one of my personal uh, favorites is from um, Isaiah 62, verse 1. Mm-hmm. For Zion's sake, I will not keep silent. And for Jerusalem's sake, I will not keep quiet. Until her righteousness, who's her righteousness? Goes forth like brightness, and her Yeshua, Yeshua like a torch, a lapid. So that is clearly a messianic reference where Messiah is referred to as the lapid, the torch. So, again, if you are... uh, Havdalah, for me, is one of the most messianic weekly ceremonies that we do every week. I mean, it it is so connected to Messiah from the very um, uh, scriptures that form the liturgy to the symbols that are being used and the background behind the symbol. I mean, it's if if you're a believer in Messiah and you're not doing Havdalah, you're missing a huge opportunity Amen. to not only bless yourself but to bless God in the process. And everybody else who happens to be there. Absolutely. Amen. And a year and a half ago, I was that guy who was happened to be there. So that's one of the great things about traditions and about doing this my first Havdalah experience was at Mr. Upham's house. And that was another just building stone on my life about the contagiousness. Now, now, you know, for walking this way is, of course, a choice. And, and we don't want to be seeker-unfriendly, but being too seeker-friendly is, you know, there's ditches on both sides of the road there. But doing this ceremony and seeing it at your family's house every single Saturday night after the conclusion of literally the best day of my life, um, it's just contagious. And and doing this ceremony is, is very important. So I would, I would attribute a lot of my personal self back to doing Havdalah at your house, and we've done it every night since then, since last July, or when I met all you guys. Um, so, so very, very important is this ceremony. That just sounded like Yoda. Very important, So what we're going to do is I'm going to need a volunteer, Mr. Judas Spurlock, come up here for a second. We're going to light two candles. One is our, hair away from the, uh, flame is our first candle, which two matches can calculate as a candle. So if you really need to do Havdalah somewhere, you can hold two matches. That's going to be your candle. 
for the service. We're going to quick service. Four, yeah. Three <laughs> quick service. So Broken I'll, let you, I'll let you use this candle to light <laughs> these four candles. This candle light those. Yeah, you'll need this. Yeah, I was hiding from you. Absolutely. You can do it one time. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not you want to hold this? Tilt it, tilt it, tilt it, tilt it. Down, down. Uh, Let's grab another one. Got unlimited candles here. Yeah. <laughs> you can get as much wine on the floor as you want. You get wax on the floor, you'll be on your hands and knees, I promise. <laughs> okay, that's why I got picked out. Good for you. See. Oh, yeah, you do that. We're trying to do how you want to do this. We just light these candles. Do we need to turn the fan on? Very fast. Hand over. 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 Hand when we see a flame on Humdala, what do we what do we do? You go sit down. Like one of these things. Gotta feel it. Okay. I so so feel somebody it. come up, Jonathan, come up and do, do one of these things. So okay. these tell things. me. Do we want to? So, so Jonathan no, said you're going to be able stick it back up here. So do you actually do you also see a shadow on your hand? Uh, yeah. Would that shadow be there? If there was no light. Nope. No, but you also lick your fingernails. Mm-hmm. So it's two things. Any, anybody else notice anything about the light? That we burn on shop. Feel the warmth. Warmth. The closer you get to it, you, the translucentness of your skin allows the light to shine on the other side. Just the closer you get to the light, the light comes through you. Amen. Come on. <laughs> Bring it, baby. Bring it. Reach. And if you're our family, you do something weird. Kind of like, I don't know really do it, but something like that, something like that. Something yeah, like that. We yeah, use the light yeah, of the yeah, world to purify your mind and your thoughts throughout the week. Yeah. Purify your speech and you purify your heart. Yeah. If you really need purification, you just light yourself on fire. Burning Blessed are you, Lord our God, Adonai, our God, ruler of the universe, creator of the illuminations of the fire. Amen. 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 Then it's customary to take this fire and the way we put it out. Does anybody else want to come? We're not out of Nobody's going to come here. And we put it out. Based on the wine that we poured out, so we're going to put it out now before I get burned. How about? That? And now about this, Abdallah has officially ended. If we were doing Abdallah, but since this is teaching, we're going to pretend we paused and the flame was still burning. So the uses of light. Jonathan did a great job of explaining a lot of things. We see that we're not going to bless something if we're not going to use it. So at just a very base level, baseline level, we can use the light to show the shadow on our skin. We're using it, so it counts. What were some of those other explanations that you were that you were doing? The closer you, the per, your body gets to the light, the more you can see the light shining through your own flesh, through your own skin, because your skin's translucent. So there's just symbolic. The closer you are to God, the, the scriptures, Messiah, which is the light, the more people can see it coming through you. Mm-hmm. you know, so. And check your fingernails to make sure there's no dirt on your skin. Work, you weren't working. Work. Exactly. <laughs> fingernails equal blessing. 
<laughs> and another reason we do our fingernails with the blessing is because this, and of course your toenails as well, <laughs> fingernails, is the only part of your body, and of course you're not going to get your hair near the fire either, and sometimes your hair falls off, so it doesn't exactly fill out, fill out for this equation, but your fingernails are the only part of your body that continues to grow all throughout your life. Therefore, symbolizing that we want God's blessing to continue to grow within us. Good. Good. See what it did there? All right, so nails are symbolic, for unlike the rest of our body, they never stop growing. Thus, we gaze at them to signify God's blessing as ever growing in our life throughout the week. So every time we look at our nails, now we think blessing. That's why nails are fascinating. <laughs> so spiritual. Um, They're holy. And again, striking the light and and blessing God for the light is just another way to, to do the most important thing, distinguishing between day and night. We pray it every morning. He gives us the, the, the ability to distinguish. Go ahead. One thing that we would do, we don't do it as, as much anymore, but when my kids were uh, smaller, when we got to, after we did the um, the, the blessing uh, over the flame, over the, over the flame, and you get ready to extinguish it, I would intentionally just slowly let the candle go out. And you hear as it comes in contact with the wine, you hear the sizzle. sizzle. And, and we would say, oh, look, Shabbat doesn't want to leave. It doesn't want to leave. Yeah. And, and, and we, you know, it was kind of fun when, you know, to do it that way when the kids were smoking. Yeah, they just want dinner at the deck. Put the candle down. <laughs> and dovetailing off that, another customary thing is to have two candles sitting here. And you use the Havdalah flame to light these candles. And it's in essence trying to keep Shabbat going. Mm. I don't necessarily agree with that because Shabbat ended. And this is not the real Shabbat. So why should we act like it's still here? Mm. That's just my thought process. But it's kind of cool. Guys, we don't want to leave. We want to keep Shabbat going. So they light. They use the Shabbos light to light these two candles, signifying that the light is keeps going. Well, Sarah's candles never went out yet. She lit yeah. every, every Friday night. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. In fact, we have a, we have a good... We have a good rabbi friend who, uh, and I still haven't figured out how they do this, but <laughs> actually his wife will take the flame from my dollar candle and do that, and somehow has a has a, a you know one of these long burning candles, thirty day candles, and it will burn all week, all week and then they light, then they light the Shabbat candles the next from Friday bed. night from now. So, so it's like the menorah, which never goes it's out. It's like the Olympic torch. You know? right. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's kind of out, it kind of follows the drosh about Sarah, and it's the idea of that the uh, even though we move into the regular work week, it's there's always that light of Shabbat oh, taker with us. Yeah. So you just do that with bread. <laughs> and then you just the many symbolic things of light. Darkness would essentially symbolize confusion. Light would not be confusion. And as we light up our darkness, maybe our dark days don't become sunshine, but they become less dark. So even when we've got 
with Yeshua, with Torah, with the light of the world, maybe even if we're having a dark day, it's less dark because of the light. And then we conclude Havdalah with another blessing. <laughs> so we've got two versions here. Johnny May, I'll let you take the first one. Uh, Isaac, I'll let you take the second one. You can see that far. It's pretty far back. Go ahead. Blessed are you, God, ruler of the universe, who makes a distinction between the holy and the secular, between light and darkness, between Israel and the other nations, between the seventh day and the six working days. Blessed are you, Adonai, our God, who makes a distinction between the holy and the secular. Blessed are you, Lord, our God, King of the universe, who makes distinctions between the sacred and profane, between light and darkness, between Israel and the nations, between the seventh day and the six days of work, six work days. Blessed are you, Lord, who makes a distinction between sacred and profane. And as we conclude Havdalah, essentially... We have a smaller cup where you would pour the wine on the cup. Since this plate probably couldn't hold the wine, I'll be forced to drink it. But we do have to pour some of it out. There's always a burden with a blessing. We're not forcing you. So if this was half the glass, we would pour out the wine on the plate, signifying that God would pour out his blessing upon us throughout the week upon our cup that has already overflowed. And then this was kind of cool. Wouldn't necessarily recommend it. You have to go the eyelid out. thing? The eyelid thing. <clears throat> so you actually take your fingertips and you dip it in God's blessing. And then you rub it on your eyelids and on your ears to signify that you may see good and hear good things throughout the week. So it's another thing. And you smell like Chianti. And you smell like <laughs> wine and <vanilla. laughs> That's a little bit too much. So that's just another, another thing. I prefer to do this with two fingers and just go. <laughs> but, you know, that's, um, go ahead, Judith. So, um, what you're saying, um, pouring out the wine, basically what you're saying is our representation of this would be the plate. So also, if we're putting out the flame into the plate, into the wine, um, which is on the plate, um, which that means that um, God's pouring out his blessing onto us, but then he's showing our light into us, I guess, possibly. I like it. Putting his light into us. Yes, I like it. So we say this blessing to conclude Abdallah. <laughs> we blush when we say this blushing. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, actually, the Hebrew behind both these versions is the same, but I prefer the some other word other than profane with regard to the English. And the reason why is because it's even though the word profane is an accurate representation of the Hebrew word kol, um, it in English it has become to mean something that's that's. To be rejected, whereas in in Hebrew, kol is not to be rejected. It's just it's not kadosh. It's, it's not holy. It's holy. common. Holy. It's, it's just holy. normal. Uh, and and so and because of that, it's the six days of work. And this reason why I bring it up is the six days of work are not bad days. They're good days, and we bless God for them. Uh, they're good days. They're not Shabbat. They're different. 
they're different, and that's the whole idea behind the Havdalah. It's a separation. It's a separation between things. It's not a separation between as if there were like there's only holy and then there's profane. That's that's a that's a a Greek or a Platonic way of thinking. It's the holy and the profane. That's why I prefer, even though Art Scroll I think uses profane, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, so I, I prefer I prefer not to use not it, holy. not simply because is because the modern English equivalent means that it's. I mean that's a it's a Greek way of thinking things. It's, it's got a bad connotation. It's got a bad connotation. Whereas the word cult does not have a bad connotation. It's just not kadosh. So for English, can we say? Between the set apart and the not set apart? Yeah. For the holy and the common. Yeah. Um, I use the word common. Sorry. Well, that's what I was going to say. Is you can say common kind of reinforces the whole set apart right. concept. Yeah. And now we're done with Havdalah. Conclusion. So what do we do with the wine? We've already blessed uh, God for the wine. We've poured out his blessing upon us throughout the week. This right here, if you guys, I forgot to, to say it, but we have that handout. It's front and back, and another page, a total of two pages, maybe three, I think. And you pass that around, and um, this is customary to read after Abdullah. And it's also customary to, to sing some songs, bring in the next week, um, you know, full of, full of high spirits. So Eliyahu is popular. We also have Shavuot Tov, is popular to say, which means a good week. Some are front and back, some are back. One's front and back, and then one's not front and back, so that means you've got two of them. There's two of them. That one's for you. So I need another 298. And I need another 100. So as we're as we're passing these out, just some technical notes. Um, like we said, it is customary not to eat until you do Havdalah. So that gives you an incentive to really do it. Um, the entire Havdalah should be done without interruption. Um, so therefore, prepare everything you need beforehand. Another reason to prepare before Shabbos. Uh, we should even prepare to make Shabbos not common with that. And, and here's some customary songs to sing. So we're going to pray this together right now, all as one. Does everybody have this? All right. So this is a pretty cool prayer. Um, Joseph, I'll let you take the first one. All right. And then, Greg, if you want to take the second paragraph, writing the third one, and I'll finish this off. May God give you of the dew of heaven, of the fat of the earth, and an abundance of grain and wine. Peoples shall serve you, and nations bow down to you. Be master over your brothers, and your mother's sons shall bow down to you. Those who curse you shall be cursed, and those who bless you, blessed. And may God the Omnipotent bless you and make you fruitful and numerous, so that you may become an assembly of peoples. May he bestow upon you the blessing of Abraham, upon you and upon your progeny with you, that you may inherit the land where you dwell, which God has given to Abraham. It is from the God of your Father who will help you, from the Omnipotent One, 
who will bless you with blessings of heaven above, with blessings of the deep that couches below, with blessings of breast and womb. The blessings bestowed by God upon your Father have surpassed the blessings bestowed upon my parents to the utmost bounds of the eternal hills. May they be upon the head of Joseph, upon the head of him who is separated from his brothers. He will love you and bless you and multiply you. He will bless the fruit of your womb and the fruit of your land, your grain, your wine, and your oil, the offspring of your cattle and the flocks of your sheep, on the land which he swore to your ancestors to give to you. You shall be blessed more than all the nations. There shall be no barren male or female among you or among your cattle. The Lord will remove from you all illness, none of the severe maladies of Egypt, which you knew will he bring upon you. Rather, he will inflict them upon all your enemies. May the angel who has delivered me from all evil bless the lads and may my name in the name of my fathers, Abraham and Isaac, called upon them. May they increase abundantly like fish in the midst of the earth. The Lord your God has multiplied you, and and are today, and you are today as numerous as the stars in the sky. May the Lord God of our fathers make you a thousand times more numerous than you are, and bless you as He promised you. Amen. Amen. All right. Blessed shall uh, you be in the city, and blessed shall you be in the field. Blessed shall be your basket and your kneading bowl. Blessed shall be the fruit of your womb and the fruit of your land, the fruit of your livestock, the increase of your cattle, and the offspring of your sheep. Blessed shall you be in your coming, and blessed shall you be in your going. Adonai will command the blessing to be with you in your storehouses and in all things to which you put your hand, and he will bless you in the land which Adonai your God gives to you. Adonai will open for you his good treasure, the heavens, to give rain for your land at its proper time, and to bless all the works of your hands. You will lend to many nations, but you will not borrow. For Adonai your God has blessed you as he has promised you. You will make loans to many nations but you will not require loans. You will dominate many nations, but they will not rule over you. Fortunate are you, Israel, who is like you, a people delivered by Adonai, your helping shield, and the sword of your glory. Your enemies will deny their identity before you, and you shall tread upon their high places. And Israel will be delivered by the Lord with an everlasting deliverance. You will not be disgraced nor humiliated forever and ever. You will eat and be satiated and praise the name of the Lord your God who has dealt with you wondrously. And my people will never be put to shame. And you will know that I am within the people of Israel, that I am the Lord your God and there is none else. And my people will never be put to shame. For you will go out with joy and be fed forth in peace. The mountains and the hills will burst into song before you, and all the trees of the field will clap hands. Indeed, God is my deliverance. I am confident and shall not fear. For God the Lord is my strength and song, and he has been a help to me. You shall draw water with joy from the wellsprings of deliverance. And you will say on that day, Offer thanks to the Lord, proclaim his name, and make his deeds known among the nations. Cause it to be remembered that his name is exalted. Sing to the Lord, for he has done great things. This is known throughout the earth. Raise your voice joyously and sing, you dweller in Zion, for the Holy One of Israel is great in your midst. 
On that day, Israel will say, Indeed, this is our God, in whom we have hoped, that he should deliver us. This is the Lord, in whom we have hoped. Let us be glad and rejoice in his deliverance. <coughs> Judah, why don't you finish this up? The Lord, creator of the speech of the lips, says, Peace, peace to him who is far and to him who is near. I will kill him. A feeling enfolded on the side, the chief of the captains. And he said, Your ears, David, on your side, son of Ishai, peace, peace be to you, and peace to your helpers, for your God helped you. David received them and placed them at the head of the grave. And you shall say, May it be so throughout life. May you be at peace and your household at peace and all that is yours at peace. The Lord will give strength to his people. The Lord will bless his people with Amen. 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 That is the customary blessing after Abdullah. And now we'll conclude with as if the, the songs, the, the Abdullah did not remind us of Yeshua. Here is three customary Israeli songs after Abdullah to speak and to sing. Um, so we're going to read those, and if, if the second one doesn't doesn't remind us of Yeshua, then, then nothing else really will. Um, so we'll start off with this one. Jonathan, you want to take this away for us? The twisted candle brightens our hearts as together we watch the Sabbath depart. We smell the spices, taste the wine, and the stars in the sky begin to shine. Sounds like a after May you have a good week. May you find the happiness you seek. Shavuot Tov, may your week be fine. May you be as may be as sweet as a Sabbath wine. And may you and we say goodbye to a special friend. Another Shabbat has come to an end. Shavuot Tov, are the words we speak. Amen. Or that's a cool song. <laughs> Next one right here was was really a really cool study. So this one is about the cup of Miriam. Miriam. Of course, Moshe's sister, but also who else? Yeshua's mother, or the, the woman who birthed Yeshua. I am the God of your healer is, is what this song is called. Let us drink deeply from Miriam Hayamim, the living waters of Miriam. Well, as we drink, may we find sustenance from God's healing powers and strength for the coming week. The Kazan uh, lifts the cup. Everyone says... We'll just repeat this in unison because it's really cool. This is the cup of Miriam, the cup of living water. Strength, strength, and let us be strengthened. Blessed are you, Yah, our God, life source of the universe, who heals all flesh and performs wonders. Let us bless the source of life who has given us living waters. Blessed are you, Yah, our God, the majestic spirit of the universe, by whose word everything is created. Amen. So really... Don't tell me with a good time. But um, a really cool song right here as well. I just want to pronounce the English so we could all just bask in the words. Because I know sometimes, I know especially me, sometimes I'm singing, but I don't have a clue what I'm singing. I just want to sound really good. So, so that's another song. And then here's the last one right here. Um, Johnny May, you want to take this away for us? Gotcha. <clears throat> praise the before, praise the after, praise the time in between. I construct four walls and a roof and no windows. I put in only one door, open it once a year, and never go in. Inside the walls, holy of holies. Outside the walls, everything else. All I did was build a temple. I buy some fabric, I put fringes on the corners and cover myself with the cloth. Inside the cloth, I pray. Outside the cloth, I gossip. 
but all I did was cover myself. I have a candle, wine, and sweet-smelling spices. I smell the spice, then I light the candle and dip it in the wine. It's Be eight Before 30. sunset, mindfulness and rest. After sundown, a week of new mistakes. All I did was wait for it to get dark. Praise Kadosh the Holy, praise Kol the Mundane. Praise Hamavdil Bechodesh the Kol, which that which differentiates between them. Amen. Amen. And that is Abdullah. Go ahead. Um, just one quick thing on the, on the time frames that uh, um, I read from the sages uh, when we first started keeping Havdalah. Um, you, you take the 18 minutes before and the 42 minutes after, and you got an extra hour. So we're doing 25 hours. Um, but the sages were asked, well, why can we do 30 minutes ahead and 30 minutes on the back end? Why, why do we do it that way? Why, why is this 18 and 42? And, and their answer was was true to to me. Um, the idea being that we don't want to wait too long to start Shabbat because we look forward to it. But young people tend to want to get back to their own stuff because we're turning our feet from our own pleasure and our words from our own words and so forth. And we all want to and Shabbat, potentially, a little before we should. And the sages put more time on the back end to make sure that we kept the Shabbat. It's been a good watchword for me. And just to, just to dovetail onto that, <clears throat> um, there are even some, you know, some opinions that say, would say, until you actually do Abdallah, um, you you still have to keep the mindset of Shabbat, right? Even though, sh- even though Shabbat ends, you know, at sunset, right, biblically speaking, yeah. until you've actually sanctified it with Hamdala, you still have to, in essence... Um, you're still under Sabbath law. You're still under Sabbath law, right, is is the view of, of some people. So some people actually take that, and they won't do Hamdala till... Midnight or something like that, <laughs> because they are. It's their way of extending mm-hmm. the Shabbat as long as they possibly can, right? Which is a cool, which is a cool idea. Yeah, yeah it's a cool. It's a cool mm-hmm. The eighteen forty-two is is maybe common, but there's actually different. Sure, eighteen seventy-two. Put another half hour on the back. Seventy seventy-two, I think, is uh, um, what Kabbalah is. Kabbalah is seventy-two. Kabbalah is seventy-two, and uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, she's just got. You get the 18 on the front end, you get the 42 to make it 25 hours, and then you add an extra half hour on top of that. That's uh, that's Rabbeinu Tom, I think. Yeah, Rabbeinu Tom. Original. I noticed that there's another song you could sing here, because it was in the, the, the liturgy for the conclusion, which is, May the angel has delivered me from all evil, bless the lads. Hamalat Hako You can also dance. If that's not. Nice. <laughs> I just thought it was interesting. I, I didn't know that was in the, the liturgy. So that would move. Probably what I would do is after reading that, I would actually probably dance. Start dancing. Well, it was 8 30 uh, two minutes ago, so we finished a little late. But that is Abdallah. If you're not doing it, Probably do it. Just question whether you're tweaking just do it. So be like Nike, just do it. <laughs>